funnest isn't a fucking word. I'm Matt. The least funnest, and I'm Paul. The most funnest. Welcome to Basketballers. So Paul apparently, even though he's smarter than I am and is like a software engineer, uh, doesn't understand that when you're putting together an idea for a list, it's not the funnest, it's the most fun. So fuck you, Paul. Or you're just having fun with it. You're just kind of typing off the top of your head and you're like, funnest, okay. Eh. Whatever. Yeah. In any case. Before we get into anything today, I want to do a huge Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you to Grayson Allen, fucking piece of shit. Fuck you, Grayson Allen. Oh, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, baby. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Man, hey. Fuck Grayson Allen. Fuck he Grayson and, Allen. He and Trey Young, my my boy, Yeah, have kind of had a thing going on for the past few years. It was like last preseason he tripped him, and now this season they just played, and he's basically tripped him again. And then Grayson Allen got on Twitter, re- retweeted like a video of the tripping he's like i'm sorry that had to really really hurt and like fuck you grayson allen you're clearly tripping him in the video so grayson allen basically is the embodiment of rich young white male privilege all wrapped into one he's not that good he was like okay at duke but i think people think he's better than he is because he's a fucking rich white kid you know what he's he's a frat boy in college who spends more energy figuring out like how to cheat on a test and then still or how to haze like the new and then still get to see on the test and it's just like well that's not fair i spent all this effort it's like no just because you spend effort tripping someone doesn't mean you're a good nba player yeah he's 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 too busy like harassing the new pledges and then to actually like work on his game he did the same thing at duke too first of all it's perfect he went to duke absolutely perfect it's perfect shout out to coach k who's a g but perfect it's just perfect second of all yeah, he was a known douche at Duke. And, like, to be a Duke douche, which is a great phrase. <laughs> to like, be the douchiest Duke of the Duke douches, you have to be the douchiest of all Dukes. You have, which is really bad. <laughs> That's really bad. Right? Yeah, like, because, like, Duke's basketball teams are just douchebaggery at its finest base level. Yep. But, and, like. And they're always good, so everyone just always yes, hates them of anyway. Course. And. Side note, a ton of great players have come from Duke. Right. My favorite white boy probably to come from Duke is J.J. Redick. Shout out. Because he's a real one. There are a lot of good players that come from Duke. Yes, absolutely. We're not berating everyone who ever went to Duke. But Grayson Allen is not one of them. And he's not even that good. I don't like... No. I... I don't get the hype behind him. And of course there's all these little, you know, white punks online who like to, and also I'm white, so I guess whatever, but I can kind of say that these little fucking idiots who are obviously like, Oh my God, Grayson Allen, one of us is in the NBA. And it's like, sorry, but, uh, there's a, like, look, Trey young. And I've seen a lot of people talking about, Oh, Trey Young's soft and training this. Trey Young's a fucking baller. He maybe doesn't play great defense, but he's like right now he's like Steph Curry light, which is really good. Yeah. So he his game is kind of reminding me of James Harden actually cuz he takes a lot of step back threes and I mean Steph Curry too, right? It's in the the same vein, but Yeah. James Harden especially cuz he does a lot of drives and kicks after he gets like double teamed on the three-point line. 
Yeah, he averages a lot of assists. Anyway, fuck yeah. Grayson Allen. I just wanted to do that right off the bat. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you. The least funnest player, Grayson Allen. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so now, the most funnest, because that, that's how we're saying it now. Um. Okay, so we're, we're doing it like, this, is, this segment is the most fun players to watch when they're hot. So like yeah. when when they're... When certain players get going in a game, like they score multiple points in a row, or they like get like in LeBron's case where you maybe get a chase down block and like an emphatic dunk and that kind of stuff, right. and it it's, just changes the game. So out of all the players, who are the most fun to watch when they get hot in a game? Yep. This can also be known as like a league pass special. Right. You see something happening on Twitter and you're like, oh shit, I got to check out like this nothing game in December because like... Holy shit, LeBron's blowing up or something I'm going like to do that. like a, a, a way back, um, reach back in the time machine 10 years ago. It was 10 years ago this year that Kevin Love had his 31 points, 31 rebounds against New York Knicks, which is yeah, like you gotta watch crazy, that. right? Um, but yeah, out of the players, all the players in the league, who is the most fun to watch when they have, like Paul said, a league pass special when they're really hot in the game? Yep. Uh, going to Grayson Allen's teammate right off the bat, John Morant. Can be really fun. He's just he's so he really is just so fun to watch. He's just so quick. He just like leaps back and forth. He's got hops, man. The dude, yeah. the dude can jump if he's dunking the ball. He throws down a few big dunks early in a game, and you're like, okay, Jaws on tonight. Like we're watching that. Yeah, he makes some crazy passes. He's just he's fun to watch. Yeah, I don't disagree. Cool. He's not in my top, honestly. Like I wouldn't put him up there. All right, all right. Hit, but, me, hit me with a name. Okay, I'm going to hit you with a name that this might be a hot take. God, the, the grin on his face. Derrick Rose. When Derrick Rose is on... Are you talking current Derrick Rose, or are you just talking like... Any Derrick Rose, because he scored 50 points with the Wolves when he was there a couple years ago. So oh, shit, that's right. When Derrick Rose, <laughs> Rose is on, regardless of like the, the station in his career, he's so fucking fun to watch, because... The Bulls MVP Derrick Rose, when he was on, it was like he was unstoppable. He was a freight train. Yeah. He was fucking insane, right? He still has moments like that. I think at least a game or two every year where it's like, holy shit, Derrick Rose had 35 points, 12 assists, you know, whatever. Right. So that's that's kind of a throwback slash kind of a like dark horse. But I, Derrick Rose, when he's on, is super fun to watch. That is kind of a th- that is a throwback. Yeah, I mean, pre-injury Derrick Rose was a beast, man. He he was something fun to watch. Uh, also, not in the league anymore. He could still be he could still be in the league, um, technically, because he could still throw up threes. Jamal Murray. Yeah. Or, sorry, not Jamal. Wait, Murray. Jamal Crawford. I was like, but Jamal Murray too. We'll get to I was like, second. Jamal Murray is definitely still. <laughs> no, no, has no. anything happened in the last twenty minutes? No. I'm not aware. Jamal Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford was so fun. Like when he had. Run like and those gun. 45, 50 point games. Run and gun. Just fucking going crazy. But Dude, J- Jamal Crawford's finger roll is one of my favorite so moves. So good. I mean, obviously he didn't create the finger roll, but just watching him do it the way he like glide and just kind of let it go off the fingers. But six man guys like like Love him, that. like Manu Ginobili, like Lou Williams, like guys who just sometimes they get like Lou, I mean, sweet Lou can get hot 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 hot. He he can. And he can be pretty fun to watch too. I don't like him normally, but um but yeah, those are some just kind of like, yeah, maybe J- like kind of fringe I mean, odd ones. I mean, but. Jamal Crawford just had some of like the street moves too, where he's doing like 
20 crossovers in a row, then you just jack up a 20-footer. We'll have to do a best street moves, like top five or some shit sometime. Well, to kind of segue into someone else on my list, Kyrie. Yeah. Because he can just dribble the ball. I mean, he's got the top handles in the league. That's just, that's a fact. And sometimes the shots he makes off those I'm dribbles, not sure I agree with that statement. God, your hot takes are just going to melt all the snow around us over here. All right. Let me just finish. Some Kyrie can score in such a variety of ways. And yeah, he's a nutcase, but he's still great at scoring the ball. And when he gets hot, man, he's going. This is crazy. He'll come down the court, shoot like a pull-up three. Next drive is some like crazy 360 layup, spin off the glass. Sure. It's nuts, but he is fun to watch when he's rolling. Um... <clears throat> So what, you're going to tell me that Ricky Rubio has best handles in the league? Is no. This, is this where you're going? He does not. Okay. No, we don't have to talk about that now. We can bring that up in a second. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm so I'm looking, at, I'm looking at your list. Jamal Murray, obviously. And I would add Donovan Mitchell in there, too, because... That was and fun. De- and Devin Booker, honestly. That like, was fun last Those three players are fairly similar-ish. De- yeah, Devin Booker's another one. They can all get so fucking hot. But yeah, like the Donovan Mitchell-Jamal Murray duel in that game was just nuts at the end of the playoff that game. That was great. Uh, Denver-Utah series. That was so fun. They're both really fun. To- Jamal Murray especially, though. He is so fun to watch because when he gets rolling... It's just the difficulty of shots he throws up. He'll just like shoot left-handed for just like three shots in a row and just still make them all. And you're like, what are you doing? The Jamal Murray light version, I would add, would be who we just kind of found out about last year's Tyler Hero. Okay, like, he's yeah, he's still like, got... Right, but when he had those games that he was super on, it was... He was very fun too. It like, was really fun. He has attitude, that kind of snarl he did. Like he's he was really fun. So, um, a player that's not on your list that is kind of funny that it's not on your list because I think this person is so obvious. I mean, this isn't a defensive list. But it's I not on just, your list. I, I know. Typing. No, no, I understand. But someone <laughs> that you didn't type, who I think they're just LeBron. Like, I, I mean, I, yeah, we always mention his name, but there's a reason. Yeah, I mean, he can just put up a triple-double He's and just pro- be casual about it. But when he's on, on, like when he's hitting those step-back threes, and when he's, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's where it's just like, Jesus Christ, dude, what the fuck are you doing? It's so fun. Yeah, to me, that's a different form of fun. It's just, it's like awestruck in a way. I still Which, think it's fun. Oh, that's still fun, yeah. That's absolutely still fun. That's why it's not. he wasn't on my list because that's my thought process sure, didn't go sure. there. Yeah. I was I was just thinking of like fancy dribbles and <laughs> yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Um, no, LeBron can definitely. He's on like every top list. I know it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Stupid LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone else who's probably who probably wouldn't be on a list that you typed up, but I put him on here. Demar Derozan, impeccable footwork. Yeah. In parentheses. That was that was my comment to myself. I just. I'm a sucker for good footwork, especially in the post. And when DeMar DeRozan gets rolling, man, he just gets in that high post. He shoots some fadeaway jump shots, like mid-range. They're not, you know, like analytically the greatest shots ever. But they're just, they're fun to watch. I love post-up moves, right? Like, shout out to Al Jefferson back in the day. I just, I love that stuff. All right. Mess is... I'm just rolling my eyes. Okay. That's whatever. fun. I love it. I would watch DeMar DeRozan 
when he's rolling post up. So, and I think honestly, the player, another player who is probably become one of the best players in the league, he's probably top five now, I would say. Um, and like every week, he's probably getting better. How hot a take is this um, going to be? He's just the best player. Probably probably better than LeBron. Zion is just amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was that was what we call a joke in, in the business, which I'm not in. No. No disrespect to Zion. It's just he's so – like, he's very good. And I think will be a very, very, very good player. But he's so hyped. So ridiculously hyped. Like, there's so many players. Where did this come from? This is just like – out of thin air, so? just like, what does it fucking matter? Fuck Zion hype. <laughs> it's not. It's yeah. Fuck Zion hype, not fuck Zion. Right. No. It's just. I mean, it came out. It came as a joke, Paul. Of we're talking about the hottest player. Zion is overhyped. So saying, oh, Zion is the greatest. I, when I have to explain it to you, it's not funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny to begin with. It was. It was funny. It was funny. Uh, Paul doesn't understand humor because he is because I type funnest. Yeah, it's true. Anyway. Um, I don't really have anybody else. You can go with whoever, whoever, whoever else you have. Uh, the other player on my list was Steph Curry, because who I think has better handles than Kyrie. Irving. Well, that's where you're gonna go. That's where you're gonna go. That's a that's a fair okay. that's a fair argument. That is a fair argument. It's it's an underrated part of Curry's if game. Anybody has close to Kyrie handles? It's probably Steph Curry. That's true. James Harden also has really good handles. LeBron does too, because fuck LeBron's good at everything. That's true. He does have really good hands. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. But Steph Curry, man, when Steph Curry is on, and if you look at the box score and he's like six for eight at halftime or something, you're like, okay, I'm tuning into the second half because he can just he can hit three in sixty yeah, seconds. It's and, insane. And you're like, I'm watching that pulling up from half court. That's that's fun to watch. I'm trying to think of other players that we haven't thought of yet. Whatever. I don't know. I can't think of any <laughs> off the top of my head. That's fine. Let's go into some early, early storylines from the season. Uh, starting off, Kevin Durant didn't make the funnest players list, but he looks good, man. Coming back from an Achilles injury. Yep. Which, also, you pointed out earlier, and I totally forgot, Ricky Rubio tore his Achilles back in the day. Kobe. I. <laughs> and then Kobe tore his Achilles. Yeah, it was a couple years after that, but R- Ricky Rubio was, I don't remember, if, I think it was the end of his first season, toward the end, and they were playing the Lakers, and he was defending Kobe Bryant, and Kobe did a magic Kobe handles move, and got Rubio on skates, and tore his Achilles. God damn it. And Rubio's come back well? Sure. And Kevin Durant looks like he's at least 90% back, which is great news. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I think we, when we have players as good as Kevin Durant, when they miss a lot of time, I think we definitely take them for granted and forget how good they are. Because he's been gone for, he hasn't played for a year and a half, 18 months. Yeah, it's been a long time. But he plays and you're just like, God damn it, you're good. And it it was just such an unknown. Is he going to come back and not want to jump is he going to come back and like forget how to shoot you know i mean the first game i don't remember if it was their first game or christmas day but he had this insane dunk just like yeah and it was like he's back I, that probably had to feel good for him too he just looks to do that again he looks really good and his shot looks as good as ever 
maybe even a little better, honestly. He just because he's getting more seasoned now, getting kind of toward the later part of his career. I mean, we thought that the Nets were going to be good, but Kyrie's rolling and KD's rolling. They're looking real good. But speaking of the Nets, we're going to get into a little injury segment that I don't want to spend too much time on because it's fucking depressing. (laughs) So, um, I just blanked on his fucking name. Spencer Dinwiddie. (laughs) (laughs) It's typed. (laughs) Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie... Who is a really important part of the Nets team. He's a good player. He partially tore his ACL and is out for the season, which is a big loss for the Nets. And I wonder if that's going to change um, if they get back into the Harden talks, if something else happens to pull off trade. Because he's he's not like the most important piece, obviously. It's not like a Kyrie tore his ACL or something. Right. But he's an important part of that team. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he was coming off the bench for them. And you still need bench depth. So, he, he still wasn't... Well, I think he was probably their sixth man, I would assume. Yeah, he was still an important piece. Yeah. So, shout out to to Dinwiddie, because that injury is just fucking blow. They always In- suck. Injuries suck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope he still gets his money, too. Like, Kevin Durant, you know, tore his, tore his Achilles, but he's Kevin Durant, so he's still got a max contract. Some of the, the other players who aren't necessarily max players... You know, they they may hurt a little bit more, like, financially after this. Yeah. Yeah, so well, just, and Dinwiddie's in a contract year. It's going to be interesting. Paul, you'd mentioned that, you know, yep. he, we'll, His, we'll see if, we'll see if, because he's a player option. It's a player option for, like, 12 mil, I think, next year. We'll see if he takes that or if another team offers him more. Based on contracts that we've been seeing, he'll get offered more by another team, which, frankly, he should from his yep. from his talent based on other contracts we're seeing. And, um, and I mean, he tore it early in the season, so he's got that full year to recover. It just it nine, sucks when players months, sucks when players tear ACLs. It sucks when they blow out their knees. Um, did you hear what James Harden blew? What did James Harden blow? Hundred thousand dollars at a strip club, oh! motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> had to get that in there. Yeah, had to. <laughs> Fuck James Harden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank. So the, the the Rockets really quickly the Rockets situation has not gotten any better. Basically, here's the Rockets in a nutshell. They've hardly played any games because everybody COVID. has COVID. Yep. Um, the games they've been able to play, they've looked terrible. James Harden looks awful. Well, not awful. He looks okay, but like they just look disjointed. Yeah. So James Harden will be fine, but Christian Wood looks nice. Yeah, Christian Wood looks nice, but like whatever. It's it's a hot mess express. Something's gonna happen there soon. I Something's think. gonna happen. I think once the I think once all the players get well from COVID, honestly, I think that's kind of the thing. <laughs> and then it's gonna be like, okay, boom, everybody's going everywhere. The COVID trade deadline. <laughs> well, but if you think about it, teams aren't gonna want to trade for players when they're in quarantine. It doesn't matter. Well, if they <laughs> if they want them to report to the team right away, depending on what they give up. Yeah, but they're still going to be reporting at the same time, no matter what. Well, I mean, like John Wall's out, right? If he's out for another week and a half, right? If you trade for him now, or if you trade for him in two weeks, I mean, he's still going to show up to your team at about the same time. No, he's not going to show up when he's quarantining for COVID. That's my point. Yeah. I think we're saying the same thing in different ways. 
So, anyway. I, th- I think math is confusing you. No, I don't think that's the case. No, I don't think that's the case. All right. Anyway, so back to injuries. So, um, Dinwiddie, ACL terror sucks. My boy, Carl Anthony Towns, is going to miss. We have no idea how much time. They're, gonna, uh, they're going to revisit it on a weekly basis because he... Um, what the fuck did he do? Did you write it down? <laughs> I don't uh, remember no. what happened. How did you not? I figured I was safe. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, Josh Akogi with the Wolves, who's been starting at small forward, is out as well. Um, I don't remember what forward to, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a goldfish. I keep forgetting this shit. Um, anyway, regardless. Matt, Matt has one team to care about. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm, here's the problem is I'm, I'm – I'm too worried about like getting information about other teams right because I don't know them as well. And then I'm like, oh shit, I should probably oh, pay my, attention to my the own Wolves. team. <laughs> the team that I root for, yeah, maybe we should know. So shout out to Cat, <laughs> shout out to Josh Kogi. The Timberwolves um, are going to move to LA again. Matt's going to be like, they what? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it was packed up in the middle of the night. It's also like, kind of, I'm sure you can relate to this. It's fun to like, not talk shit. I would never talk shit about injuries necessarily, but like, it's fun to kind of like, you know, look at what other teams are doing and things. But like when bad shit happens to your team, you're like, fuck. Yeah. You I don't wanna, really want to think for, about it. I want to forget about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, John Morant hurt yep. his ankle, which is huge for Memphis. He's out three to five weeks. And it's like a, it's a severe sprain, which would suck. Yeah. He jumped up and just came down. It looked like on someone else's ankle or ankle and... Yeah, that shit lingers for a while. So, hopefully he makes a full recovery in that yeah. time, time frame. But, I mean, it's also possible, depending on severity, he could be out that full five weeks. And then, probably the worst injury of them all is Kelly Oubre Jr. He um, he broke his shot. <laughs> <laughs> he broke his brain, man. He, okay, he Paul, forgot. take it away. He forgot how to do... Let the people know. So, apparent thanks to ESPN stats and info for this, but... He has the worst shooting start through three games since 1954, the modern shot clock era. Yes. <laughs> He's, uh, I think the stat was 0 for 17 on three-pointers so far this year. And it's something like he's yet to make a field goal that was not classified as a dunk. So he's he's only been able to make dunks, and that's literally it so far on the year. Also, in unrelated news, the Warriors are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of injuries, Andrew Wiggins also hurt his brain like 10 years ago, but <laughs> he has not played well for the Warriors either. The second, so obviously without like anybody needing to say this, Steph Curry has been by far the best player in the Warriors. The second yeah. best player has been rookie James Wiseman. Yeah. Which is not good. They, no offense so, to James Wiseman. It's terrible. Marquise Chris got hurt also. Yeah. And that's like news for the Warriors that Marquise Chris is hurt. And if that's news for your team, you're not in a good spot. I don't think they make the playoffs this year. Everything had to go right for them to make the playoffs. I mean, Steph Curry is so good and he will do amazing things this season, but they just, they don't have the team. And Draymond's coming back at some point. (laughs) I mean, Ubre will learn how to shoot again. Wiggins yeah, will Oubre's learn how a... to shoot again. Nah. 
They're fine. Kelly Oubre is a good player. I actually they're, feel really bad for him because it just it sucks. Yeah. I mean, it sucks when you go to the Y and you're playing a pickup game and you go 0 for 5. This dude's doing it on national TV in front of people like us who just sit here and You know talk what also sucks him. at the Y, Paul? When you're playing a pickup basketball game and there's this nice, unsuspecting <laughs> middle-aged man and you try and do a fucking LeBron chase down dunk on him. Almost got him. <laughs> Almost got him, man. <laughs> nah, that that dude gave me a little talking to. He went, he went into dad mode and is like, the fuck you doing? <laughs> and I was like, yep. Obviously, none of you actually know Paul. The couple of you, actually, probably everyone who listens knows Paul. Never mind. Because nobody listens to our podcast. Besides, fuck, fuck us. <laughs> yeah, fuck us. <laughs> fuck you, us. Fuck you, basketballers. Shout out to everyone listening and fuck us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you do know Paul. Paul is a very nice person. Not aggressive or whatever. Doesn't seem like he'd be the kind of like on the court, fuck you kind of person. But yeah, the animal came out. I just, the opportunity was there. It was just and there. And missed it. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's the worst part. <laughs> this is the first time trying. I'm like, can I do a chase down block? No, you can't. <laughs> Apparently, my, uh, my athleticism isn't quite what NBA players are who I'm watching. Not quite all the LeBron time. athleticism. Not not quite. No, where he's like jumping up to the top of the box on the on the backboard to block it. <laughs> so I don't want to go on like too much of a tangent, but it's probably going to happen. I, when we were talking about like the things earlier in our segment, most fun players to watch, funnest players to watch, that kind of stuff. Talking about how LeBron's so good, I was thinking about <clears throat> if we talked about and I, we shouldn't. Like, for long, because this could be a whole thing. We could do this in future episodes, too. But if we talked about, like, all the main categories of the NBA game. So, like, who's the best scorer in the league? So, you talk about Kevin Durant's an amazing scorer. James Harden, Steph Curry, da-da-da. You talk about these players, right? We would have this conversation. And then we'd go, oh, wait. LeBron is fucking amazing. Da-da-da-da. Who's the best passer in the NBA? Oh, well... Ricky Rubio is a really nice passer. Steph Curry is a nice passer. Trey Young is a good passer. Jokic is an amazing passer. Luka Doncic. Oh, LeBron is, like, fucking amazing. Yo. Talk about who's who are the best um, on-ball defenders in the NBA. Like, oh. And, and off-ball. Yeah, right. Yo. Who's, who are the best defenders in the NBA? Oh, well, Andre Iguodala, even though he's old, he's been one of the best defenders. And, like, Jimmy Butler is probably the, one of the best defenders and you know, um, Bam out of bio and, and, and LeBron. <laughs> yeah. And oh yeah, LeBron is really, really good. Dude, I, I remember growing up and watching, you know, Sports Center back when Sports Center was worth watching. Yeah. And they would do all these, you know, crazy stats where it's like, wow, you know, last night so and so was the first player who scored like thirty points in thirty minutes without missing a shot. Just shit like that, you know. But it was like Michael Jordan's name was on every list that they came up with. There's like, this is the third time this has happened. And Jordan has one or both of the other two times. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're like, God damn. Like, that's why this guy is the GOAT. Because he's on every list. And LeBron's getting there, too. LeBron's like, getting there, too. But that's just, that is a sign of greatness where you're just like, every facet of the game, every random statistical list and category. And you're like, yeah, I got my fingerprint on that, too. Yep. You know, like blocks per minute you know like outside the paint and you're like sure why not you know i don't know if that's an actual 
stat for LeBron, but just the point is just even random shit that you don't always think of when you're thinking of players. Yeah, and I, I really think those two are the best two of all time. I do still personally put Michael Jordan above LeBron and probably always will. Um, but it's not – they're such different players. I just think – I think to me it's the it factor of like, fuck you. I'm going to shoot a three in your face right now. Fuck you. I'm going to close my eyes and hit a free throw. Fuck you. I'm going <laughs> to score 30 points. Oh, hey, Jerry Krause, you like Dan Marley? I'm going to beat the shit out of him when we play the fucking Phoenix Suns. Like – the, the and LeBron, LeBron might have an overall better basketball IQ than Michael Jordan as far as like his photographic memory. Basically, LeBron's IQ is insane. It's insane, but so is Michael Jordan's. And, right, and, and I, I think it, it has to be right. They're they're very close. They're they're probably the two smartest players that ever played the game. Um, but it's that. And I'm not saying LeBron doesn't have the killer mentality. That's not what I'm saying. I think he does. But Michael Jordan was the killer of all killers, just straight up. I, yeah, I just and, and six and zero in the finals. I'm sorry, I know he had good teams, but six and zero in the finals, you can't beat that. I just love seeing his name come up on every list. Yeah. It's like that's it's so cool. That's here the greatest. But shout out to LeBron because he's getting there. He's gonna be. I mean, he's gonna be number one, barring any terrible injuries, which which would be so shitty. Right. Um. He'll be. He'll t- overtake Kareem for number one scoring all time. Like, Ideally, nobody gets injured. Right. But ideally, yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about three teams that have surprised us so far in a short season. Uh, it's not the Timberwolves. <laughs> I'm gonna hit your third team on your list because I have another injury update that I forgot to add earlier. Kevin Love is out for three weeks. Kevin Love. Shout out to Kevin Love. Kevin Love, by the way, first of all, fuck Dan Gilbert. Um, Just in general. In general. Dan Gilbert's the owner of the Cavs. He's also owner of Quicken Loans. So, inherently a shithead. Yep. Yep. A rich shithead. Yep. Which is kind of synonymous nowadays, That's it feels true. like. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, but like, anyway, um, it came out that Kevin Love has paid, well, previously had covered, like when the pandemic started, covered a bunch of salaries for people at Quicken Loans Arena? Is that what they play at? Yep. Right, because Dan Gilbert owns the team, right. so he has the arena naming rights too. Right. So Kevin Love um, paid like a bunch of stuff then, like $100,000, and then yep, recently... Yep, like five games of salary. Yep. Well, that that was recently. He did it before too. That was before. Okay, well, he did something now too, right? That was incorrectly reported. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, I'm, I'm updating Matt real time. <laughs> the The point is, is that, and I think Dan Gilbert has done something now, but like, yep, Dan Dan Gilbert has covered most, I think most of the salaries for those workers. But there were there were several players on different teams when the pandemic started. I think Zion was one of the big ones who actually yep. like paid for. It pisses me off when look players make a lot of money. Okay, so it's good for them to do that. For like a morale thing, like, hey, I see you guys, I appreciate your work, yep. da, 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 da. Right. But and, I mean these players are making twenty mil a year, right. a lot of them. But the owners make a lot more money. And Cubes Did, Mark Cuban was like yeah. the first one who was like, We're paying our people, non negotiable, they're that's getting it. paid, that's it. There were quite a few owners who were like, What if we just don't pay yeah, them? What if we just like don't sneak backward 
Yeah. Awkwardly into the shadows <laughs> and are like, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, we're just, just going to close the I'm stadium. I'm going to go socially distance on my yacht. Yeah. You fucking peasants. On one of my yachts. One of my yachts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dan Gilbert's net worth is rumored now to be like 35 to 40 billion. And I mean, the players making 20 million a year is a lot of money. But like, to get to wealth of 35 billion is just insane amount of money yeah paul and i always get pissed off this will be an interesting little because <laughs> this was not planned paul and i always here get, we go <laughs> paul and i always get pissed off because like when people are like in fact it was funny because it was i don't remember when it was i think it was my wife's birthday this year and uh my mother-in-law who's like who's a very nice person and just doesn't like doesn't care about nba basketball no so that's fine like no. as most people don't um, but she was basically like, Paul and I were sitting at a table with my mom and my mother-in-law and she was like, yeah, players just, they get paid too much and da, 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 da. And it was like, I think it was the argument that like, why do school teachers only make 40 K and which is like, which is a systemic thing that is a way bigger conversation than basketball. Yes. And I agree that school teachers and firefighters and. EMT, EMS, and all those people get paid way too little. Most yes. people get paid way too yes. little. So, absolutely. But it's this argument, and she 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 approached it very innocently. There are other people who are just like, "Well, why are they getting paid that much? These players, all they do is they don't play defense. They don't da da da. First of all, fuck you, because fuck college basketball, because they don't like da 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 da. Offensive, we've been over that first episode, I think. But second of all, it's a market. They're right, getting so, paid what they're worth because somebody thought they were worth that, so they offered them that much money. And the argument that Paul and I will talk about now that we're shockingly both on the same side of is some some players aren't even paid enough. LeBron James enough. gets paid forty forty five million a year. Yeah, you could pay and I you could pay LeBron James two hundred and fifty million dollars in basketball salary, and it would probably be around. <laughs> You can't even Maybe. do that. <laughs> I, I know. Right. That's that's illegal. You can't do it. But if he got paid well, no, too... because the salary cap is I, like $100 million. I understand. It's it's not... That's what I'm saying. It's illegal to the rules of the NBA. Yes. My, my point is... <laughs> fucking literal Larry. My point is that if you could pay LeBron $250 million if the salary cap allowed it, oh, wise Paul Stradamus then it would still be like, yeah, he's probably worth $250 million. It's so hard to quantify his worth because how much merchandise has he sold for the Lakers of his oh own or oh. other people, right? Like the day he signed with the Lakers. So just think about LeBron's jerseys, his, sh- his shirts that would have his name on it and that stuff. Just think about that. Then think about just Lakers-branded shit. People oh, bought... Yeah. T-shirts with just Lakers on it yep. because of LeBron. Hats yeah. oh, with Lakers on it stuff that because been sitting of LeBron. In, sitting in the stores for months. Sure. And people were like, oh, fuck that. I want a Lakers shirt. I'm now. a Lakers fan now because yeah. LeBron. So and because like, they're like, we're going to be good. <laughs> right. So it's not, it's not just his own merchandise through the Lakers. It's the Lakers in general. He and the Lakers are all already the most valuable franchise in the NBA. I believe. I believe they're the most valuable franchise. I think they have been. I'm actually not sure on that. I know Forbes has a list every year. 
but I think they're the, I think they're number one. We'll have to look. It's probably them or the Knicks because of Madison Square Garden. The Knicks are always up there, which sucks because their owner sucks. And they suck. And so they bad. suck, but they're still worth a lot. <laughs> anyway, regardless, LeBron's worth is so great. So it's just back to the point that like and just bringing fans in the stadium, like ticket prices right. go up, amazing. Concessions go up a dollar, and the team makes this like boatloads more money. Right. Well, and 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 so back to like the original thing about how NBA players get paid too much. They also have a finite career where billionaire owners, unless you're LeBron, who's owners. just gonna play forever. He's still gonna be a twenty-some <laughs> year career though. It's not gonna be. I mean, it's not forever. Right. And there's risk of injury. Yes. You know, like we were talking about. Well, and your value goes with your health. Yep. So you can be the best player in the world and you get injured and and have a bad season, you get a bad contract. I mean, Steph Curry was on an $11 million a year contract, which is part of the reason those Warrior teams were able to become the Warrior teams that they were because he had an ankle problem. He was. I forgot about that second contract he signed. That's right. It was... It was a low contract. Was it four years, forty-four million, or yeah. something like that? That's fucking insane. And, and I mean, he wasn't Steph Curry at that point. Like he was good, but he was like. I know there's been inflation since then, but Jonathan Isaac's going to be making fucking four years, yeah. eighty million dollars. Right. I mean, it was he was basically like a CJ McCollum ish at that point when he signed the contract. Unknown had a lingering ankle problem. Like they weren't sure what they were going to get. Right. And I mean, it's not like another team offered him more because he signed that contract. I mean, best case scenario for the Warriors. Absolute oh. best case. Yeah. Three championships in four hey, years is a best case that scenario. That looks good. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> but anyway, players have a lot of value. Billionaire owners just have the money, so fuck them. Agreed. Yeah. Well, you're not to argue this one. Hey. Anyway, <laughs> the three teams that surprised. That was a long tangent. So, three teams that have surprised us, the Cavs. Cavs started 3-0. and They look a lot better than I think we thought they were going to look. Kevin Love's obviously Which, a good player. Yeah, we thought they were going to be terrible. They have Colin Sexton. They have Larry Nance. They have some good pieces. Darius Garland. Yeah, they have some good pieces. So, they won't probably end up making the playoffs, but they might be better than we thought they were going to be. I, I would not have bet money on them starting 3-0. and 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 they did, so... Shout out to the Cavs. Might be their only three wins all season. But, Shout out. But they got them. <laughs> uh, Brooklyn Nets, like we talked about earlier, KD with, looks with KD. good. And with that, they're, they've they started off pretty pretty well so far. Yep, so. that's all it needs to be said about that. The other oh. team that's come out pretty hot, my Hawks. Kaka, motherfucker. They're looking good. They are looking legitimately good. I mean... They're bringing. They're, we were talking about this the other day. They're like ten to eleven deep. Yeah, the Hawks actual like NBA level talent. They're okay. I'm trying to remember ten. I think ten deep, not including their rookie. Right, Okongwu. Who's Okongwu? Who hasn't hurt. played yet? Yep. Who's an unknown? Okay, let's just go through real quick. So like, they have Trey Young, Cam Reddish, yep. DeAndre Hunter, who have both been starting. Yeah. Kind of surprisingly. John Collins. And Clint Capella. Clint Capella came back finally last night. A little rusty, but he hasn't played basketball like for almost a, a little year. Rusty. So he, he was playing good defense. He'll be fine. A little, little slow on rotations. So but. that's probably going to be their starting five. We'll see what happens with Bogdanovich. But yeah, so then off the, the bench, you got to go Off the bench, ahead. you have Bogdanovich. You have Kevin Herter. You have Danilo Gallinari. You have Bruno Fernando, who's actually surprisingly been pretty good. 
and you have Rondo. Like that's a legit bench unit. And you have Solomon Hill. And Solomon <laughs> Hill is, who's been playing, right? And I mean I would take Solomon Hill over Bruno Fernando probably right now. It's size. It's a size yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm just saying as far as like talent. Solomon Hill's just steady. Right. He comes in, he shoots some threes. But again, like I he said, he gets a few fouls. <laughs> if Solomon Hill is your tenth or eleventh best player, he's probably the eleventh player right now. You're you're looking good. Like if they had to cut the team at ten players, Solomon Hill would probably not, not make the cut. Not make the cut. But that's a good team because Solomon Hill was probably the on the Heat last year the eighth best player. Yeah, seventh, eighth best player. And I mean, they signed Bogdanovich and Gallinari to big contracts and they're both coming off the bench they're dangerous man like the thing is their firepower is nuts because you have okay first of all trey young is going to average over 30 points this year it's just going to happen which is crazy but then you have you have look cam reddish and deandre hunter are not going to score a ton of points but they're there for defense but then they've, they've been looking nice so they've been hitting the open threes and that's yeah no, no no they're they're good they're gonna be great players i'm just saying yeah. as far as i'm talking offensive firepower is kind of what i'm getting into you have Trey Young. You have John Collins, who could put up 30 on any given night. Yep. He was 20 and 10 last yeah. year. Capella, eh, defense. But that's the thing. You have two amazing offensive players, very good for their positions. John Collins is super underrated, by the way. Paul Paul has shown me the John yes. Collins light. He's very, very good. Yes. So I think he will surprise people this year, hopefully. And people are going to pay more attention to the Hawks this year just by the virtue that they're a lot better than they have been in years past. Yep. So – it's just kind of how it goes. <laughs> you put up you put up good numbers on a bad team, and you're like, "Oh, it's empty calories." You know, no one really cares. You put up good numbers on a good team, and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" So here's so I guess here's my point. I mean, I don't know if Reddish or I don't know enough about Reddish or Hunter offensively, like you do. Could they put up thirty in a given night? It would be rare. Okay, but to me, there's five players on your team that can put up thirty. You have Trey Young, you have John Collins. Who could put up 30? Yeah, I mean, if you average 20 points, you can put up 30. Kevin Herter, on, he, a, on a good night, could put up 30. If he gets hot. Yeah. yeah. Bogdanovich could put up 30. And, and Gallinari. Gallinari absolutely could put up 30. Right. So, he, Gallinari, I, could, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a 40-pointer this year. He's that kind of player. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, he can be a little streaky, but... Right, exactly. When he's going, you feed him the ball and you get out of the way. So, there's so many different ways the Hawks can get you. And they don't have to have... Like, multiple players who are on. Gallinari didn't even play last night. I love how you're talking about the Hawks, and I'm not. Hey. I've I've convinced them. <laughs> all right, my work here is done. The podcast is canceled. Dude, but think about it. <laughs> think about it, though, For first of all. The Hawks, the great thing about the teams that we both root for is they're in different conferences, so there's no competition. Until they make the finals. Which will never fucking happen. Matt and I have a deal. If they make the finals, we're going to every if it's, game. Yeah, if it's Wolves-Hawks finals, we are going to travel for every game. And I told my wife, and she's like, I wouldn't expect any different. <laughs> um, and then we're going to save up for it. And if they never play, which they won't, then Matt's kid has some college money. I feel like both the Wolves – that's also true. I feel like both the, <laughs> both the Wolves and the Hawks are not – I don't think they're – they're not – neither of them are the most hated franchise in their respective conferences – They've been so well. They've been bad for so long. Especially the Wolves have been bad yeah. for so long. But the Hawks had they've had some little peaks and valleys. But they've been so mediocre, and I think that's the thing. I feel like I feel like both the Wolves and the Hawks, while they may not be the most hated in their respective conferences, they might be the most disrespected or forgotten about, maybe. 
And because people are always just like, eh, Atlanta Hawks, whatever. Like, the Timberwolves, yeah, they're probably bad again this year. Probably. Yep. <laughs> but I, it's, I would maybe put the Phoenix Suns into that category, too. Yeah, but they're going to be good this year. Right. But, I mean, in the, in the same category of, like, they're kind of overlooked because yeah. they've been so bad for That's so true. long. But I'm just talking for our for our two teams that we root for specifically. Yes. yes. For that. Um, so, what's cool about the Hawks is, because the Wolves aren't going to be that good this year because – Cat already has an injury problem and whatever, but and Josh Kogi's out. Yeah, this is it's already looking like it's. So not I'm going to live vicariously year. through you. Yes. So we can have at least one of the teams that we root for be good. And dude, if the Hawks like be a top, if they're a top four seed, maybe a playoff spoiler for something that'd be fucking awesome. Hell yeah, what? I love a good underdog story in general. So even if like it's it'll be fun to watch. And but, they're, I, but they're so good. Would they be an underdog? They may not be. Who knows? <laughs> I want them to beat. I want them to beat the Nets in the playoffs. It'd be they, fucking. They go three and zero, and I'm just like, are they the best team of all time? <laughs> Dude, if they beat, who, who would win? The Hawks right now, or like the '86 Bulls? I mean '96 Bulls. The '86 Bulls probably fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. sucked. <laughs> the '86 Bulls were the cocaine Bulls when Jordan was like. A third-year player, and they're doing coke in rooms with strippers, and he's like, "Uh, I'm not gonna hang out with you guys because you guys are fucking old and lame." Am I the one that's bad at math now? Hey, hey, how the turntables? <laughs> this is what sobriety does. <laughs> Paul's only sober because he is on a medication that he hurts his liver, so. Called alcohol, no, not really. Um, okay, so Jesus Christ, those are the three teams, three teams that have disappointed so far. I, we only have two teams on this list. <laughs> well, I'm doing all the work here. <laughs> um, I'll come up with a third one. Uh, so Golden State, we talked about it earlier. We don't really yep. have to add much else. No. They fucking blow. Um, <laughs> the Clippers looked really good their first two games, and then it was fucking hilarious. The so third the, game, they played Dallas. Yep, the Clippers were 2-0 and at that point. The Mavs were 0-2, which you expect the Mavs to be better, but still they lost their first two games. The Mavs were up by 50 points at halftime. Fucking Fif- embarrassing. 50 at halftime, which is just ridiculous. Some teams don't even score 50 and a half, which is bad. You should be scoring 50 points in a half. But the Mavs were up. They were leading by 50. It's just an incredible blow. I was like, garbage time in the second quarter of the game. It's probably a good thing there were no fans there, else they all would have left the arena anyway. <laughs> it was a joke, and it's a little bit of vindication for Doc Rivers, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, in a small way. But, I mean, the, the Clippers are going to be fine. It was just... Yeah, but that's the worst loss. It was the worst loss in team history. 51 points at the end. And that's the thing, too. The Mavericks kept they kept the point differential. That's hard. In garbage. To be at yeah. 50 points at halftime is a feat in its own. But to keep that pace the rest of the game, and the, And the other team insane. is just like, yeah, we already won. We'll just put in our backups. And then you still can't do anything with your backups. Sorry, my Apple Watch was making some noise. That's why I have a watch that just doesn't work. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then what's who's the third team that's disappointed? I would say, okay, I'll say Utah, honestly. Because the Wolves played Utah, and they beat them. And I love, I love the Timberwolves dearly, and maybe they'll be better than I think they're going to be because I'm ha- so jaded from years of like disappointment. 
but the Jazz yeah, you're so, lost. You're such a Timberwolves fan to be like, yeah, they beat this one team, and so they're disappointing. <laughs> yep. My team sucks, and you were worse than my team for one night, and therefore you suck. They just didn't. I mean, Donovan Mitchell had an off night, which won't be it, every it night. Happens. But it happens. I would say, but I, th- I think the Jazz, I think their expectations are high because they have extended Donovan Mitchell and signed Gobert to and, Supermax. And they have their Bogdanovich back. Yep. Joe Ingles is back. They re-signed Jordan Clarkson, so they clearly had pieces that they wanted to bring back. Yep. Which, the Jordan Clarkson experience is not a fun one. If he's if he's ever rolling, that's like the anti league pass experience. I'm just like um, the other. I was actually thinking of that too. That's a good segue because the anti rolling Jordan Clarkson. I would agree with, and I would say James Harden too. James Harden is not like I don't have any fun watching him play. I I can't say I do either. It's and just to be honest, Trey Young's game has kind of turned into a little bit of James Harden. Like I I think. The number of free throws attempted per game is James Harden is first. Trey Young is up there too. He might oh, be second shit. or third. And he does live in Atlanta, so hey, his <laughs> hair does look like a bunch of strippers' pubes. So I suppose oh, yeah. uh... <laughs> I'm just I'm worried that I'm gonna have to cheer for like the next James Harden, and oh. I'm gonna have to convince myself that it's efficient. <laughs> and I'm scared. <laughs> I don't want it to happen. So please, Trey Young, be good without becoming James Harden. Trey Young seems like a way better person, teammate, all around human being than James. I know, Harden. but just the court experience. But it is easy to hate James Harden for a lot of reasons. That's the thing. If James Harden was a little bit better of a person, I could get with the court experience, especially if you're winning. If you win, okay, I don't care. Yeah, that's that's what I'm probably going to convince myself of with Trey Young is after the fourth championship in a row, I'll be like, it's fine. Whatever. We're winning. <laughs> right? If you have is that, that kind of shitty, <laughs> poor winner attitude, if they ever win a championship, I'll fucking slap you. <laughs> and I'll deserve it. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're like, well, I suppose we'll take the win. Well, Fuck I you. Guess. I guess. Fuck you, future Paul. <laughs> No, Fan of the championship Atlanta Hawks. Dude, I wouldn't do that. If Atlanta ever wins a championship. Why is, do they call it a world championship? It's just the fucking stupidest thing. Your world champion, Atlanta Hawks. Because it's the best league in the world? That's still dumb. That's fine. It's like the World Series. True. Why do they call it the World Series? It's not the world. I don't know. <laughs> is the MLB even the best baseball league in the world? Yeah, they're the best baseball league in the world. By a lot? Yeah. There's some good, like, Korean leagues. All Their best players all come over here. Right. They all get posted and come over. Anyway. I don't really give a shit about baseball too much, so. I'm not a fantasy baseball player like you, Paul. Hey, hey just because I'm always in the top two for fantasy baseball, don't have to be a hater. Analytics, baby. I don't have the attention span for much anyway. I definitely don't have it for fucking <laughs> fantasy baseball. Wow. I like fantasy baseball. Um. Anyway. Anyway. If we're talking about baseball, that means we've run out of basketball stuff to talk about. Son of a bitch. So, what I'm going to be looking for in the next like few weeks is, 
injury stuff will be interesting because there's already been like, I don't know. I'm a little concerned about because it's 72 games in such a short span. We might see and, more injuries than normal this year. And some teams, like our teams, hadn't played since March. Right. And you have a shortened preseason. Right. You have teams like the Lakers who are played all the way through. Heat yeah. played all the way and through. And they had like a two-month break. They're, they were actually better prepared for it because they're in better shape. But they might have to rest some players too more. Yeah. Like LeBron may sit out more games. Sure. Just because it's like I didn't have an off season. I mean, your off season was basically half in April, half in October, November. Yeah, you're like Jokic came back looking good. Like your younger yeah. players are going to benefit, but yeah, older players like LeBron. But AD came back looking nice, although he's missed a game, and I think maybe they're doing some whatever. Yeah, they might do some some hanky panky too there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but they don't really care. No, also on the lookout, COVID. It already affected the Rockets. And is it going to spread to other teams? How much of a factor is this going to be? Like, what? How is how is the NBA going to handle it if there is another outbreak? Because you can't just keep canceling games. No, and and I'm so unsurprised that the first team that had a COVID <laughs> outbreak was the Rockets. Of course, it is so incredibly unsurprised <laughs> because it, it's up to the NBA has protocol. But it's up to each individual team to enforce it. So, I was telling Paul this. The Wolves have, again, become such such a professional, more professional organization than they were in the past the past couple of years with Gerson Rosas taking over basketball operations. Yada, yada, yada. I've said it multiple times. But the thing that's cool is, I think it was their second game of the season, maybe. Anyway, D'Angelo Russell's been their starter, point guard, obviously, but they benched him in favor of Ricky Rubio to start because Russell showed up late to practice, and and it was and showed up late to the, the facility, yep. and that there's a specific something about when you get to the facility for COVID, I think testing and that kind of stuff, and he was late, so they chose to discipline him by benching him. Good for them. Yeah. That's how every team should do it. You got to follow the rules. Yeah, you absolutely. Gotta, you got to set that precedent. So I think, and look, I mean, Houston's in a weird spot because there's not much they, they can they do. They don't know what they're no, doing. There's not much they can do. So, No, but I mean, the NBA, they went from the bubble, which was obviously great for us viewers, and everyone said they felt really safe there, but they also couldn't wait to leave, and you can't really blame them for that. But now they've just kind of taken the NFL approach, which is – Please don't get COVID. And we'll have to see how it plays out. I mean, teams are being very cautious, I believe, for the most part. They, More cautious than the NFL. They are. Sure. And the NBA will come down harder on players and staff and teams but, than the NFL. But still, man, that's a lot of potential exposure. Like, one person gets it, and they contract trace, and all of a sudden, 20 people are going to be out. Right. Right. The thing about it that's smart, though, one thing the NBA did, which I was a little confused at first, but now that the season is starting and this Rockets thing happened, it makes so much more sense. The NBA, in a normal year, puts out their entire schedule before the season. But this season, they only put out half, the first half of their schedule. That was smart. Because I think what they're doing is giving themselves an opportunity to fix this kind of stuff. And COVID-related yep. stuff. So it's just it's going to be real interesting because the NFL is just pushed ahead with games. I mean they they basically reshuffled some bye weeks early on in the season, and then we're like, "Fuck you, we're playing the games. Get fifty three people to suit up." Yeah, Denver, you don't have a quarterback. Okay, yeah. okay, 
Start your wide receiver off the practice squad who played quarterback in college. That's who you're going with. Yeah. Meanwhile, Colin Kaepernick is somewhere like, hey. <laughs> anyway. It'll, it'll be interesting if the NBA has a similar approach. And they're just like, you know what, Rockets? Like, maybe that worked earlier in the season where we canceled your game, but now you're calling up G-leaguers. That, and you're rolling. You know? Games will go on type of thing. I like that. Also, I have to, before we end the show, I have something I want to say, and then we have not talked about this at all, and this is something that we've actually never talked about at all, ever. So I'm, I'm scared and excited at the same you time. You should be excited. So I watched, my wife and I watched this really, really good show on Apple TV+, Plus, which is like pretty inconsistent. They've had some good stuff. It's their streaming service. It's called Ted Lasso. Have you heard of Ted Lasso? Nope. I will give you like the brief 30-second thing. Probably longer than 30 seconds, but I'll do my best to keep it short. Jason Sudeikis. Is a guy named Ted. Jason Sudeikis from SNL. Okay? Funny guy. Yeah, he's good. He plays this guy named Ted Lasso, obviously. Wow, I guessed it. He's a football coach. Coached Wichita State to a championship, which obviously never happened, but in this story it happened. Okay. He and his top assistant coach get hired to coach a soccer I'm using air quotes, football team in England. Okay. And hilarity ensues, yada, 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 whatever. But it was a really funny show. I didn't think it was going to be very good. We loved it. It was really good. It was really, really good. Okay. So surprise show of like the fall. Surprise shout out to Ted Lasso, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out to Ted Lasso. And Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis is a real one. I like him. He's he's a funny guy. Everybody in that show is really good. It's a really good show. Um, Anyway... The point that I'm making is this. Soccer, football, has one thing right more, I think, than any league or any sport at all. Fans? Well, yeah. Fans are fucking fucking amazing. Straight up. Especially over in Europe, they're ridiculous. Yep. But no. The way in which they reward... Winners and losers. The relegation system. The relegation system is fucking amazing. It really is. It should be in the NBA. That's my hot, big hot take. Wow. I think organizations now, it would be kind of tough because G League teams aren't really independently owned. No. But. It's not really structured for that. But it could be. Like, you don't have to have independently owned teams because, let's say, for instance, you have... I mean, look, if, if a franchise, let's take a traditionally good franchise like, let's say the Spurs, right? Let's say their G League team is so amazing and they win the G League championship. And then the worst team in the NBA, let's say like the... The Knicks. Or Detroit Pistons. The Pistons. They are fucking terrible all the time. They get relegated. Yeah, so then the Pistons would be a G League team. And then the San, San Antonio's G League team would be an NBA team yeah, the, for the season. The Snakes or whatever they are. Right. And then, I don't know, I like the idea. It's so interesting to me. Oh, man. You threw me a curveball on this one. I know. You would have to change how the G League is set up. Absolutely. It would be a multi-year process to get it to go. But I like it because... And they might be able to do it in baseball a little better, but again, it's all farm team stuff, so maybe not. But yeah, baseball is even more complicated that's true. than that. But I, I like the idea of it. I really do. Because we've talked about before, like, 
how do you incentivize teams to win? You'd have to change your player development structure, though. Because right now you send players down to the G League to develop, or if they're kind of a fringe second-round pick type of thing. But if they're an independent team, like if the G League became the secondary league, you couldn't do that. You wouldn't have ownership over those players anymore. So then you'd have to have some sort of – because what happens in football or soccer – is you basically have buyouts. Yeah. One team's like, I want that player. I'm going to buy them from you type of thing. Yeah. So that way, if you have a stud who's on a G League team, like, right, the Rockets are terrible. James Harden is in the G League. And you're like, this guy's obviously an NBA caliber player who's just stuck down here because everyone else sucks. Then you could just buy James Harden, basically, for your team and pay a premium. That's... You'd have to have some other free agent system set up like that. It'd almost be better to get rid of the G League, make just a few other NBA teams, and put those in like the Seattle, right? Because then you don't have an NBA team in Des Moines. Because that's what the NBA doesn't want, is like the Iowa Energy all of a sudden is in the NBA instead of the New York Knicks. Like, no, the NBA does not want that to happen. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Adam Silver called me up last week and was like, Matt, what can we do to get a team in Iowa? And I'm like, listen, <laughs> Adam, it ain't going to happen. Listen, Nick Nick Nurse tried at one point in time. We're going to make this happen, man, you and me. Shout out to Nick Nurse. What a G. Shout out Nick Nurse. What a G. But no, they'd almost have to shutter the G League and then yeah, I- make like – Four expansion teams I underst- out of those players. I understand it's so complicated and it will never happen. I just I like I like the idea of relegation. I'm sorry, my, my brain just goes to the implementation immediately. Yeah, and I and I get that, and I agree, it's never gonna happen. But I love the idea. I do love the I idea. I love the idea, and because you get you get punished, but then there's also the redemption story the next year. Yeah. Oh, we fought our way back. We won the the G League or whatever you want to call it, and now we're back in the NBA. The or, Knicks are back, baby! Or do they do something crazy like expand the... Here's here's the idea, okay? I'm just like going... Burr, burr, burr. Expand the NBA to 32, 4, 6 teams. Sure. Okay? And then take the bottom... 10? 12? I don't know. You do math. <laughs> but you take the bottom whatever teams and you put them in a separate league. So, so, ba- so you basically, you have, make... you have your playoff teams and you have your non-playoff basically. teams. Basically, yeah. So it's like... So let's say there's 16 teams. Let's say they expand to 32. Okay. Easy math. 16 in the playoffs, 16 not in the playoffs. Yeah. So then, obviously, your playoffs go on and you get your world champion, which is the NBA champion, but of the world. And then you have your loser champion, loser, loser. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, basically, like, you would... I mean, in that... I guess in that scenario, you have two leagues with 16 teams. The NBA League, which are the top 16 teams, are the only teams that are able to compete for the NBA championship. Oh, so... So, basically... Okay. There would... But there would there would still be a top team. So, the regular season would basically be between those 16 teams. The two sets of 16. Yes. And then they have their playoffs. And then at the end of the playoffs, I guess the, the team with probably the worst regular season record in the winning would go would down. be relegated. And, and the whoever, team... whoever won the 
the tournament, I guess. And I would, yeah, I would think you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it like the playoffs in the NBA for the second league. You would have to do something different, like a one and done tourney, something. That would, that would be exciting. And then, like you, a March Madness. Style. Yeah, yeah, that would be easy too. Dude, people would watch that. God, did we just sure. fix the NBA? No, they're not going to go for that, because because then you have things like regional matchups, and you're going to have all 16 teams in the West. You know, and the East is going to be like the bad league now. I mean, it's not inherently true. It would, it no, would be it, lopsided. But there's all the other thing too, though, is like, I don't know. I don't. It's so easy to travel now in the United States. It's not that difficult. It would be kind of cool. That is kind of a good what if. And and maybe have more than one team get relegated. Because honestly, if you only do one team a year. That's pretty tough to get out of. That's true. You might even do like four teams a year. I like it. Fuck, eight teams a year. <laughs> 16 teams a year getting relegated. <laughs> no, that's obviously too much. But yeah, it'd probably, it'd probably be like four. Although, unless, unless you did a larger NBA and a smaller like if you did 20 teams or or like, yeah. or like or 20 no you're right they don't have to be even right you could do 20 and 12 or 24 and 8 that might be too small for the lower league but that would be more incentive to move up you could do like if you did like 24 and 8 you could do like that would be a little better for like one team a year you know what i mean yeah yeah maybe just do two teams even in that case yeah. I just look. It, it's one of those things where, first of all, it wouldn't. It's not. It's not like the lower league would be that much lesser than it wouldn't be. But it's like no, because this is assuming you get rid of the G League. Yes. Yes. So, absolutely. So you're basically taking. There's how many G League teams? Like twenty-two. So you're basically taking those twenty-two teams. Condensing them into two yeah. to skimming the top, four. skimming the top sixty players off, and making yeah. those into four teams or whatever. Sure. I mean, you can make some decent teams out of G League players, and maybe even get fancy and do an expansion draft for it. So, like the top seven from each team are protected, and then you still get to draft some more. So, like we were saying, Atlanta, right? How they're ten deep. If you have an expansion draft, you can only protect seven of your players. They're taking some of Atlanta's players. Well, and then I think you also obviously open it up to free agency as well. Right. And I think, so this is an interesting thing too, what I would do is I would open up the lower league. So free agency would be winner take, like free for all. Well, yeah. And as we were saying, the, the whole free agency would have to change. Right. Anyway. But yeah, I mean, if you're a lower level team and you're like, man, we just want Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, you know, maybe he got hurt. He's got a player option for 12 mil, but he really fits our team. And we think we can make it into the NBA next year. We're just a Spencer Dinwiddie away from the lower level. Or even more interestingly, like we want uh, James Harden and we're not quite in the NBA yet with James Harden. We would be in the NBA and maybe be decent. Like that'd be so interesting for stats. Yeah. Cause you could put up some crazy stats in a lower league. But it wouldn't be that much lower is the whole thing. And it, that's and that's no. the point where I think 
Look, the NBA is a great league as it is. This is obviously what we're talking about will never, ever, ever happen. But it's... This is an unexpected tangent. It would be... I think it would be fun to try something new. I think the... Look, I love the NBA, but I think there's some fair criticisms. I think it's gotten a little stale. I think the playoffs are way too fucking long. I hate how they went from five games in the first round to seven. It's dumb. I think there's a lot of things that... The play-in stuff is a start, right? There are yep. things they are, are working on, which I'm going to give them credit for, that, that is a start. But yep. no one gets punished. I mean, they still haven't fucking figured out tanking very well. No, except punish Sam Hinkie. That's their punishment for Shout it. Shout out to Sam Hinkie, by the way, because he got fucked for tanking, and people still do it every every single year. As, as I said before. He, he made, was just outward about it. Yeah. He was just like, we're going to give it a name, and here's what we're doing. And then the NBA is like, oh, you can't say that out loud. <laughs> like, you can't tell people you're losing. You can you can lose. You just can't tell people you're going to lose. So fucking dumb. So that's why I like, I, again, shout out. Can't believe I'm saying this. Shout out to football, soccer, because relegation is fucking great idea. Two different it, leagues. It's It makes it so much more, like, truly competitive. Yeah. Because the thing in the and, NBA and the is fan, you have. The fans care a lot about that. That's the other thing. Fan loyalty would go way up. And in the NBA, people really care. And, like, the players on the really good teams, they're very competitive. And, look, everyone's competitive in the NBA. But toward the end of the season, the teams that have lost a shit ton of games and suck and are going to get probably get rewarded for the first pick for it, they don't care. There's no incentive to win. Sometimes there's an incentive to lose. Well, that's and that's the whole thing with tanking. So if your incentive to win is... If you don't win more games, you're going to go into a lower league. And look, maybe I don't want to fuck with players' compensation inherently, but like maybe they make a little less money. Maybe I mean uh, that, you, that would be kind of fucked yeah, up. Yeah, you can't you can't. But start I guess doing that. I guess the main thing would be like you can't compete for the NBA championship. That would be the main thing. Yep. Yep. So because I mean you still want fans to attend the yeah, attend the games. True. Like you're not going to charge less for seats because you're in a lower league. The owners aren't going to go for that. Right, that's true. But anyway, yeah, I like it. There you go. I like it. Well, uh, based off of that, I think that's our show. <laughs> yeah, so, we'll, uh, we'll let you guys dream up the numbers and math on how it's all going to work. But uh, yeah, until next time, I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Thanks for listening to Basketballers.